Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Get your advanced PhD in WOW from Floor and Decor. If you're a pro, you're already an expert in tile, wood, and stone. And with Floor and Decor's job site delivery, their free design services, and pro rewards that actually reward you, your business is set to grow from one client to the next. Floor and Decor isn't just a couple of aisles. It's an entire store designed to help your business boom. It's Floor and Decor. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Do you own a business, or maybe you don't even own a business, maybe you're a manager or an executive at a, at a business at work, and you feel like every day at work, you're just putting out fires. Every day, it's just crises you're putting out, or even in your personal life, it could be the same thing. You go home, and it's just like crises after crises after crises, and you're just always putting these fires out, and you get better. You try to manage these fires by getting more efficient with your fire putting outing, right? By using to-do lists and productivity tools. But what if the answer, instead of getting more efficient with putting out fires, would be to look at your business and your life as a series of systems and working on making those systems more efficient? Well, that's what my guest today argues. His name's Sam Carpenter. He's the author of the book, Work the System, and he's also a business owner himself. And in Work the System, he talks about systemizing your business so things run on its own and you don't have to worry about putting out fires and instead you can work on tweaking your system so things run more smoothly. And what's interesting, you don't even have to be a business owner to get something out of this book. You can apply the big picture principles to your own life and find ways to systemize your life. And so instead of putting out fires, you can just work on managing systems in your life. Really practical book. I've, I read the book. I've gotten a lot out of it and my own business, my own life. So without further ado, Sam Carpenter and Work the System. Sam Carpenter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brett. I'm really glad to be here today. Well, uh, you are a business owner, um, of several, you own several businesses, and you, you're also an author, and you published this book that I read, and it's phenomenal. It's really helped me in my own business. It's called Work the System. But before we talk about what Work the System is and what it means to approach business and life with a, a systems mindset, let's talk about this. How do most people approach their business or their life and trying to manage it? Most people just plunge into the day. They plunge into the day without, well, I could say without a plan, but they plunge into the day into this mass of uh, sights, sounds, and events and try to get through it and accomplish some kind of a goal. Uh, and they're fire killing all through the day. That's how most people get through the day. From the moment they start to get dressed to the end of the day, they're pretty much fire killing. And what that means is you're going in a lot of different directions. And the problem with that is that people perceive the world as a confused mass of sights, sounds, and events, and they just jump into the middle of it, and that's incorrect. That's not how the world is. It isn't that. 
It's a collection of separate systems, processes, and they all make sense. But until you can see those separate processes, you can't wade through and straighten things out. And that's what I learned at 50 years of age was to look at the world in a different way. And that included seeing life as a collection of separate processes, because that's exactly what it is. So yeah, I mean, give us an example of that. So you, you talk about this is like the, this is the system's mindset, seeing life as a as a group or a separate uh, discrete systems, basically. Um, so I mean, how is that different from say like productivity and time management tools that a lot of folks use? Is that I guess I mean I guess the productivity tools that help people put out fires faster, and then a systems mindset is like don't even put out the fires. No, that's no, actually, no. Uh, what it is is you go a layer deeper from all the productivity tools and all the top 10 tips and all this. You go a layer deeper to mechanical reality. You have to start with mechanical reality, and this is important. Mechanical reality isn't a big confused mass just because we perceive it that way. This is really important in the first part of Work the System, the Simple Mechanics of Making More and Working Less, my book, the first part talks about the system's mindset in this different viewpoint of the world, which is more accurate. And what that is, let's take a car, for example. Everybody knows, well, you can take a human body. I'll do both. A car, what, what does the radio have to do with the air conditioner? Nothing. Zero, nothing. And what does the steering wheel have to do with the brakes or the transmission really with the engine? Nothing. Are they connected? Yes. They're connected. And your body, what has your kidney got to do with your lungs? Zero. I know they're connected. I know they all come together to make a human being. But our bodies, has a, our bodies have circulatory systems, neurological systems, skeletal systems, kidneys, stomachs. All these separate, independent entities make up a human body. And you can apply that to anything, Brett. Uh, for instance, and here's one. People get it when I say this. If you go out on your bicycle and fall down and break your leg, I'll guarantee you the paramedics who pick you up are not going to take you to a dermatologist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you have specialists in medicine. You have specialists with cars. And so that is a layer deeper. That's the reality of the world. It is not a confused mass. And the cool thing is if you take these things apart, if you take your life apart, for instance, if you're in a, in a house and you go to the kitchen and turn the water on, I'll bet you 99.9% .9 of the time the water's going to come out. Or if you go to start your car, it's probably going to start. And if you start in your car to go from A to B, there's a 99.9% .9 chance you're going to get there. So what happens when you break your life down into the mechanical reality and you start seeing reality for what it really is, this is real kind of metaphysical right. stuff, but it's reality. <laughs> when you start breaking things down, you see these separate systems almost always work perfectly. So our bodies, so uh, let's take my body. My body is sitting here talking to you, communicating with you. I have billions of cells all agreeing they are Sam Carpenter. <laughs> and every second there's trillions of electrical signals going off, allowing me to communicate, allowing me to move my hands around. And uh, that's happening every second. That is a miracle. And so this big miracle people are looking for out there, oh, I have to become enlightened, I have to do this. No, 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 it's right in front of your face when you get up for breakfast. It's there at night when you go back to bed. It's all during the day. The miracle is right now, and that is the perfection of the universe. 
the pretty cool thing, you know, I spent the last decade fixing businesses. That's what I do, turnaround businesses. We go in, we help the owner of the business see that he has 90, his business is 99.9% fine. There's just a few things there that are really gumming the works. And let me just finish by saying this. Uh, okay, so there isn't that much to fix. So let's say there's a successful businessman. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got a couple of great kids. He's making big dollars. Everything's really perfect except for one thing, and that'll blow everything. And you can guess what that is. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> so the truth is, everything could be a lot closer to perfect and a lot less chance of going over the brink of, of destruction if he just stopped drinking. It's a very simple thing. Uh, and that's just one illustration. And within a business, it could be, hey, you got your brother-in-law working in your business, and it's not working out. He's not doing his job. He's not showing up on time. And the business is really going to hack. What's the solution? The brother-in-law needs to leave. And it's the same with fixing the human body or the car or whatever. I was coming over the pass yesterday, uh, Brett, over here to Portland where I am, from very dry Bend, Oregon. And uh, I had had the garage change the oil in my car and put new wipers on my car. And as I came over the pass, the wipers were going clank, 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 clank. And I was just cursing, you know. They put the wrong wipers on, I thought. It was ruining my trip. I was trying to listen to the radio, uh, uh, book on tape. And it was just ruining my whole experience. I pulled over, got out of the car, and one of the blades hadn't been put on properly. And I just had to pull it up and snap it into place. And everything was perfect. But that's a good illustration from yesterday, literally. That happened yesterday coming over in the rain. That... Your whole life can be really, really messed up if one of those separate systems is dysfunctional. Just one. And so there isn't that much to fix, but you've got to be able to isolate it. You can't, you can't if you're having trouble in your business, you can get a book on the top 10 things uh, that a successful business person does. But it, more often than not, it evades the problem, which might be this or it might be that. And so if you can see the world as a, a collection of separate processes, then you can easily isolate the problem process and because you've isolated it, it usually is a very simple process and it's easy to fix and then you fix it, reinsert it into the thing and then you into your business and then you go on to the next dysfunctional system and that's what I did uh, 16 years ago to repair my business to take it from a you know I was working 100 hours a week I worked 80 to 100 hours a week Brett for 15 years that's one five I didn't make any money single parent of two kids and overnight, I got this idea, I won't go into it here, but I got this idea that maybe I wasn't seeing life correctly. And that it is a collection of separate systems. Everything changed from that moment on. And that's what my book is about. Both my books, my new book is about that too. So, so I mean, getting metaphysical here. So there are systems going on in your life or your business, even if you are not aware of it, right? Like you might be, you might've created systems without even being aware that you've created a system, correct? Is that what you're saying? I can, I can tell that you read my new book, Brett. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly right. The systems are operating, whether you know it or not, whether you see them or not, or whether you like it or not, the systems of your life are operating. 
And so if, if things aren't going right, then it means you might have a faulty system. Like, the, like, I guess you say that in both books, that systems do what they're designed to do. Like, they, they function the way they're supposed to. So if something's not going right that you don't like, the output, you change the system, right? It's, very, it's all mechanical. It's totally mechanical. The system doesn't care whether you make out or whether you don't make out. And I don't care what kind of a system it is, a relationship system, or what I call a soft system, an organic system. If there's a kink in the system, the beautiful part about life on Earth is that there's this thing called mechanical reality and the laws of physics. If the system is not going to create the result you want, then you need to go in and there's some element of that system that you need to tweak. Or if your life isn't going the way you want it to go, there may be some whole system you need to eliminate altogether. And the mantra is this, automate, delegate, delete. So the guy that drinks too much, he just needs to stop drinking. He needs to stop the drinking system. And then work down and take the next problem and the next problem and the next problem. But they're there. They're working 24-7 whether you, whether you manage them or not is what I'm talking about. Right. So the system's mindset is just see, like starting to see life as a, as a series of systems. Right? Just like taking that sort of like you tell you like top looking up and out, right? That's the, the phrase you use um, and looking and seeing that and being able to, once you have that view, you can start adjusting things to make things more productive or efficient. Right. And exactly. But, th- but this is, this has to be said, this is more than Sam's clever idea or a different way of looking at things. This is looking at things more accurately in your life. So our listeners today, Brett, I challenge them right now to look around the room and see the separate systems. There may be a phone over here. Uh, maybe it's in a living room. There may be a TV over here, but out in the kitchen there's a refrigerator. See that they're all separate. That's mechanical reality. It isn't this big conglomeration. I mean, you can call it a home, but that isn't the way to fix things in the home. That isn't the way to fix things in your body. The reality of life, the actual reality, and this is why I say it's sort of metaphysical, but it isn't really. It's really mechanical reality that life is a collection of separate systems. Anywhere you look, whether it's the car, your body, your business, your relationships, separate systems. Yes, they are connected. I don't deny that. But you're not going to get anywhere until you can see these separate systems. So I drive down the street here to this office building on the sixth floor on 12th Street in Portland, Oregon. As I drive down the street, I don't see a street and buildings in in the city of Portland. I see all the separate things going on. It's just my mindset. It's embedded. It's been embedded for 17 years since that night in 1999 when I kind of got a grasp of this deeper, uh, this deeper reality. Not deeper reality. The reality that I wasn't seeing before. Gotcha. So, in taking it back to business, right? I mean, I guess there's all sorts of systems going on in a business, whether how someone manages customer support, whether how someone, how a company manages communications, uh, et cetera. And I guess a lot of people don't even think of it as a system. They just like start doing it, right? They just like, they start, they, they, they do it a certain way and that's the way they do it. But what they've done is they've created a system without knowing it oftentimes. You know, I love having an interview with a guy that's read my stuff and really gets it. So I, I appreciate that. I want to just throw that in. Hey. But yeah, people people go to work, quote unquote. They go to work and they work all day, but they're not separating things. They're killing fires 
and this is where we get, and I could get into, I'm running for political office, and one of the big things out here are the forests. And it's literal fire killing because the forests haven't been managed. So in a business, you go in and you manage the systems. For instance, Centratel, my call center, I have about 40 people there. It's one of my small businesses. All day long, you know what my managers do? They work on processes. They work on the processes that create the results. And remember I said automate, delegate, delete. That's how you look at your processes. And processes are what my business is, is made up. You're exactly right. So how you answer the phone has nothing to do with the copier machine not working right. It has nothing to do with hiring somebody. It has nothing to do with, with uh, firing somebody. They're all separate. So what my people do is they work on the processes that need to be improved, tweaked, get caught up with modern technology maybe in the software area. We're always working on processes. We never quote unquote go to work and do whatever comes up. So we have no fire killing in my business. They're just, it's very rare. And if it does happen, we love it because it's a red flag to go into a system and fix it. But it just doesn't happen very much. We just don't have many red flags. It's the same with my body. I. I do the yoga, I do the strength training, I do the aerobic stuff. I eat pretty well for a guy, but you know, I eat my protein, if you know what I mean, and, and I take care of myself and I do the things I need to do with the separate processes and the separate system <coughs> of my body and it functions very well. I'm as, I'm as, I can take a chainsaw <laughs> or go up a tree right now on hooks as good as anybody can who's 30 years younger than me. I'm 66. Uh, but that's a process too, is taking care of your body. You have to have a systematic process for taking care of the various elements of your body. Meditation really has nothing to do with aerobic exercise, of course. But those are separate elements that have to be addressed, right? Relationships too. Sometimes I call somebody and I'm really too tired, but I'll call them to say, hi, how you doing? <laughs> Check it out. So I have this thing called, this group of people called friends. <laughs> so there's relationship maintenance and tweaking you have to do too. It, the cool thing about the systems mindset, it applies to every aspect of the world, everywhere, every element of it. Right. I can see this, you know, your first book was very geared towards businesses and like how to get the brass tacks of systemizing a business, but the higher level principles of approaching your entire life with a systems mindset uh, can seem it could help a lot with your personal development, right? Because I think a lot of people approach personal developments like, okay, they just approach like like you said, they just go, okay, today I'm gonna like I'm gonna eat well today, and they sort of like, okay, I'm gonna eat some broccoli, that's it. But you're saying the with a systems approach, you'd actually develop a system that would allow you to eat well, and you wouldn't have to think about it too much. You just follow the system, correct? Exactly right, and and you, it doesn't take willpower once you quote get it. So. Work the System, my first book about business, has three parts. The first part is getting the system's mindset. Part two is about documentation. Part three are odds and ends. But once you get part one, you're there. And then my new book is exactly the same way, except it's two parts. It's not for business, so there's nothing about documentation and very little in there about documentation. Part one is getting the system's mindset. And part two is odds and ends. Once you get the system's mindset, this thing about diet or exercise or whatever, you just do it naturally. You don't have to force yourself because you're seeing the world differently than 99% of all other people. Now, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, you know, we could go down the Oprah Winfrey, of course, Bill Gates, none of these people had college degrees. 
but they naturally had the system's mindset. And if you ask Bill Gates right now to describe his mindset, he'd say, what are you talking about? But he naturally gets it. One out of 100 people naturally see the world as it really is, as a collection of systems. And this is what I've got to do over here with these processes to get the results I want. And this is critical. Let me take a second for this. So here's the what I call the ultimate formula. And it's in my first book, and there's a whole chapter in my second book. One leads to two, two leads to three, three leads to four, one to two to three to four equals a result. And that's a real simplification of every process there is in the world. Every process in the world executes over a period of time and creates a result, a result. And I don't care what the process is. Again, back to the car, to the body or whatever, every process leads to a result. You need to spend your time in the one, two, three, four part of that equation. Most people spend their time shuffling around the bad results over on the right-hand side of the formula. One out of a hundred naturally gets the one, two, three, four, and that's why you have what we call one percenters. <laughs> that's why one percent of the population does terrifically well in one area or not. Yes, there's a lot of one percenters out there that do very well financially, but their bodies are a wreck. I get that. But as far as their earning money thing, they do get this separate systems <coughs> mindset, right? So anyway, that's an important element is to, to see that the systems mindset is seeing the world more accurately. And then when you do that, you naturally take care of your diet. You naturally do these things in your business. And it happens in a moment of time. It's, it happens instantly. You say, oh, I get it. I get this thing. And then you go to work working on the processes. And, of course, in business, that means documentation. Right. The big difference between a large successful business – the only difference between a large successful business and a small struggling one, I'll guarantee it 100% of the time, is that the large business is documented. Everybody knows what's going on within the business. In the small business, it's fire killing all day long. There's no processes set up. Uh, people – one person does it this way. Another person does it that way. And it's really inefficient. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a thoroughly modern design. The exterior has been reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions. Durability has been tested to the extreme, cargo capacity means more room for your gear, and there's been powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system that keeps you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering, and the Defender is ready for a wide range of adventures. The Defender family features two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. That's LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Wedding season is coming up, and if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts 
starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the Masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing a negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. Right, right. So yeah, you in the, the first book, you talk a lot about the importance of documentation. So besides increasing efficiencies, I guess the, the thing that you get out of documenting is that one, if someone leaves, right, you, someone can come off the street, look at the documentation and do the job, right? But I guess the other benefit of documenting things, you can actually look at your, your process that you do in a business concretely and actually ask yourself, is there a better way to do this, Right. Or do we even need to do this? Do we even do we even need to do this thing that we're doing that we think we need to do? Um, maybe we don't need to do that. Yeah, there's magic in writing it down, and we have software uh, to help people create this documentation. And there's other software out there that people have taken off my book and done it their own way. But for instance, if there's a ten-step process, well, take how we answer the phone in my call center uh, at the front desk. There's seven steps. Put a smile on your face pick up the phone, step number two, step number three, what you say exactly. If you don't document it, everybody's doing it in a different way, and that is incredibly inefficient. You have to write things down as they are, and there's something magical about having all seven steps on one 
piece of paper so you can see all steps. And some of the others, uh, my software competitors will put one step per page. Step one, then you go to the second page to step see step two. You can't see the process unless you've got a one, two, three, four all on one page if you're gonna document it. And then that's what you're talking about, I believe. Right. And you look at you look at it and you say, Wow, why are we doing that? Or somebody else in your office will look at it and say, Hey, steps step six is ridiculous. That the reason for step six left the real world years ago. Why are we still doing it that way? And you don't see those things until you write it down. Boring but true. And people hate doing documentation, but it is the key to success is to get things down on paper, get input. We call it bottom up. People who are on the front lines, the salespeople, the production people, always, you always want to have them contributing to the process, contributing to the working procedure. And then the beautiful part about that is it's the best possible working procedure or SOP, right, uh, that you could possibly put together. But that person, if they've made a difference in a process, has bought into the to the uh, working procedures uh, methodology 100% because they had a piece of it. Gotcha. So, I mean, it doesn't work. Right. So, I can see this, you know, if you are... Um, a business owner, like you, you're in charge of this, you can like start implementing this. But let's say someone's listening to this, like they're a manager or some sort of mid-level executive. How do they get people on board, you know, around them? Like this is the thing we need to start doing. This will actually help improve things. Can I see because I can see that there there might be a lot of pushback to this. Like, no, you know, we we're doing it great. Things are fantastic. We don't need to do this. Um, so how do you get past that barrier? Yeah, if we go into a and we fixed hundreds and hundreds of businesses, Josh Fonger, my uh, field guy and me, the two of us. Uh, so we go into a business and we tell the owner first thing, we only work with the CEO. If we can't work with the CEO, we won't work with the company. We've got to have the CEO's blessing. And it usually comes from the CEO that, CEO that gets us in there. So we tell the first thing, look, you've got 20 people in your little business here. You're doing $3 million. And I'm telling you, there's at least one and maybe two people who are going to try to throw this off the rails. Be prepared. Be prepared for one of those people to maybe leave. And unfortunately, it might be the brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> or be prepared. We have to sit down and have a chat with this person. But the first thing we do is put everybody in a room. I'll just give you the generic way we do it. Put everybody in a room and say, we're going to do working procedures. What is the biggest problem uh, Frank, what's the big... There are no more Franks, right? Okay. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, Kyle, yeah. Kyle, what is the biggest problem in your department? And, you know, Kyle will have to think about it. Okay, Kyle, we'll talk again tomorrow, but I want the top three problems in your department. We get back together. Everybody's there with Kyle and his department. We sit down. He says, the first problem is this. And we analyze it, and we all agree that's the biggest problem. And then we say the second, okay, we're going to work on the first one. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to document it, exactly how you do it. You do it is best or you can delegate it. And then Kyle doesn't want to do it, but he does it anyway because that's his job. And so the next meeting you have, Kyle comes in and we sit it down and we read it to the rest of the people, say six people in his department. And uh, so there's no more Sophie's. Okay, Jan. <laughs> Jan speaks up and says, why are you doing step four? It's better to do it this way. And so you have this meeting with everybody, and pretty soon everybody's critiquing it. And, of course, Kyle's pride, proud because he did it in the first place. Uh, but what happens is you have a couple of meetings like that. That's all it takes. You get the working procedure exactly right. It will be different than how they're doing it. I guarantee you everybody is contributing to it, and you get buy-in. 
This bottom-up thing is critical. Military top-down works because they'll shoot you if you don't. <laughs> okay, but it doesn't work that way in a business. You've got to have – so how do you get the buy-in? That's how you get it. You have your people do the documentation. And really, the owner of the company shouldn't be doing the documentation. Has to do it at first. It's messy at first. Have to do the basic documentation to make sure the company's headed in the right direction with all the departments. But 99% of the documentation needs to be done by the troops. And they love it. And one of the reasons they love it is that they follow a procedure and something goes wrong, they're not at fault. It's the procedure's fault. Right. And if something goes wrong and they point out to the boss, look, at step, step 11 here just doesn't make any sense. Well, if we put another step... 11A and 11B in here, it will make it work fine. There's a double check we can put in here. That person's now a hero. And believe me, they're totally bought into the process. Gotcha. That's how it works. That's great. So how, I mean, how do you uh, solve the problem? I think a lot of people, I guess another uh, sticking point would be like, Sam, this sounds great, but we've got a lot of fires put out right now. And like for me to stop and like take time and like systemize, I just, we can't do it. So, I mean, is it possible to do this systemizing while putting out the fires that you have right now? Okay, so the owners work in 60 hours a week. Okay, owner, for a couple of weeks, you may have to work 80. You may have to work through the weekend. But I want to know what fires are recurring and what the biggest ones are and why they've got you so upset. And we're going to take the time to analyze that fire and when that big fire is put out and it never happens again, and that's the whole idea, these recurring fires that come up, we have to sit down, we have to document them, we have to make them go away. And once that first fire is gone forever, he's, this person is bought in for life. Because then you go to the second thing, then you go to the third thing. I'm telling you, in the average small business, in a month, people are rabid, they're foaming at the mouth about documentation. I know that's hard to believe, but the owner is, and the people that are, have been getting in trouble over and over again are because they're not getting in trouble anymore, and they're seeing their business run like a beautiful machine. And guess what? The owners, so I went from 80 to 100 hours a week. You know how much I work in that same business, which is approximately 400% bigger now? Uh, and, it, and a call center is a really complex business. I went from 80 to 100 hours a week. I work two hours a week now. I pay all the bills because I want to know how that money is going out. And I have a staff meeting when I feel like it. And I do a little R&D. Uh, I've been out of town for, what is today? Yeah, well, I've been out of town for three days. And I haven't had one communication with my, oh, I had, uh, my COO sent me a message this morning and asked me a simple question. And then I sent her a simple request. But in three days, that's all I've had to do with Centratel. Uh, so the beautiful thing is your business ends up being a separate entity, a machine. And guess what? If you don't need to be there, you can sell it someday. Right, right. right. So, yeah, they, they, you got to work on the business. So I guess your job now is just working on the, working on the system, right? System maintenance. Right. It's real Stephen Covey stuff. Yeah. Um, you work on your business instead of in your – I mean, he nailed it. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is mandatory reading if you have a pulse. Right, yeah. I'm actually reading it again. I've read it several times, but I'm reading it again just It's a masterpiece. Good for you. Really good book. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things you talk about, I guess a principle that's related to the system's mindset that helps the systems run efficiently, I guess, this idea of point of sale thinking, which I think is really, it, I, you know, applying it, it's helped my business and my life out a lot. So can you talk a little bit about what point of sale thinking is and how that can help improve your life or business? 
Yeah, you know, and, and you read my second book. That's a big aspect of my second book, the point of sale thing. And point of sale is from the cash register industry, the retail industry, and that means you go to buy a blouse at Nordstrom's, a lot of things are taken care of, including inventory, bookkeeping, making change. Everything happens at a specific time, and you don't put anything off. Let me give you another illustration of that. So I have this app on my smartphone called Say It and Mail It. It's an iPhone. And there's another app if you've got a Droid. There's, there's dozens of apps. But what I can do, if I have something, I had something for Andy, my COO, this morning. And I thought of it coming in here. And through my Bluetooth, as I was driving, I was able to record a voice message as I was thinking about the thing and send it off to her within 30 seconds. Now the voicemail is an attachment to an email. Okay, So say it, mail it. I get on here. I've got my phone in my hands here. But I get on here, hit a few things. Hey, Andy, do this and this and this. Well, you get back to me. Let me know how it goes. Dot, 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 sent. I mean, in 20 seconds, I can do the whole thing. That illustrates point of sale exactly. You want to take care of things right now, all day long, if you possibly can. And what this means is we rarely have a staff meeting uh, because I, the other thing I'm able to do is I've got email addresses with everybody in my business, for instance, 40-some people at Centratel. I can be driving along and thinking, God, things are going really well at the office, and I need to thank everybody for that. I hit a few keys. Hey, everybody, I just want to thank you. You know, I've been out of the office for a couple of weeks, but Andy tells me our gross revenues are up and this and that, and, and I... I just really appreciate all of you so much. That's all. Thank you. Hit a couple more keys. Bam, it goes to everybody in the office. How many times can a CEO with normal communications protocol get that done like right now? And so the cool thing is this goes back to mechanical reality. Right now is all we have. The past is gone. The future is conjecture. So we've got to do 100% with what we have in this moment. And this idea of a... And the other thing you need to remember is ideas go through our mind like a film strip. I love this analogy. I don't remember where I got this. But there's a film strip going through your head. You have one idea. It kind of attaches to another idea. And then you have some input from somebody else and or something else. And you have another idea. Brilliant thoughts go in, in our heads and out within seconds. So what if you could have a brilliant idea come up in your mind as this film strip goes through your head and isolate it and act on it like right now. So the other thing I do with this technology, and it's just voicemail attached to an email, it's real low tech stuff. If I have a great idea for myself, I do the same thing and send the message to myself. And, and the app is set up so if I don't put somebody else's name in the email window, my name is there automatically, so I can really, really fast. Hey, Sam, don't forget to dot, 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 dot. I send it to myself, and it's in my inbox. That's a perfect idea that is never lost. Point of sale, I don't know. I'm on this kick on point of sale over the last three or four years. I'm just really enthusiastic for the whole methodology of getting through the day with point of sale. It is so critical. Right. So instead of, I mean, is there a point where you would like, if there's a task that you just like, when would you decide, okay, I can't do it now. I need to defer this. Is there any, are there tasks that come up like that? Or are most tasks you can solve within a couple of minutes? Usually I can do them in a couple of minutes because I delegate it, most of what I do out. But in this last experience, 
this last example I just gave you, maybe there is something I need to go home and it might be around the house. Hey, right. Sam, don't forget to do this or this or this. And I can't do it now. I have to be somewhere else or I need other uh, resources to do it. Yeah, that always happens. But I'm telling you, Brett, 90% of what we do during the day can be automated, delegated, and or deleted right now in this moment. And so those few things, I don't put off a lot. I put off a little bit compared to what I used to do. But most people go through the day putting stuff off. Over David Allen talks about if you can do something in three minutes, do it now. He's exactly right. Uh, and But you really try to do things in the moment and you get real efficient because the stuff is going to keep coming at you all day long. And it's going to keep coming and coming and you don't want to build even more stuff up with things you could have handled in this moment. You want to be ready for what's coming. You don't want to have a tidal wave wash over the top of you and make you want to put a bullet in your head. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, hey, Sam, you know, what's one thing... As we're winding down this 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 conversation, there's one thing someone who's listening to this podcast right now could do to start developing that systems mindset. Uh, what could that one thing they could start doing? This is pretty cool, and I love this question. And I uh, here's what you can do: wherever you are right now, you might be at home listening carefully. Uh, you might be jogging as you listen to this. You might be in your car listening to this. Wherever you are, I don't care where you are. Look around and see the separateness. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, we all want to be one. We're all connected. Yeah, we are on an atomic level. I get that. But that's stupid to go through your life like that. And most of us do. Uh, so wherever you are, you're sitting in your car. See this tree over here? It has nothing to do with that hydrant over there. In fact, this tree over here has nothing to do with the tree next to it. And see the car come by and think about that car that comes by the other way and passes you. The 10,000 separate components of that car, the miracle of the driver, their body in there, all those components working. See the separateness. Look at the dashboard of your car. See the radio? That has nothing to do with the speedometer. It has nothing to do with the gas tank, which has nothing to do with the brakes, which has nothing to do with the engine. They're connected. But until you can see that separateness, you can't hope to unravel a frazzled, a frazzled life that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Gotcha. Well, hey, Sam, before we go, where can people learn more about your work? Okay, go to workthesystem.com. Gotcha. And uh, everything's there. The synopsis and the FAQs I'm particularly proud about, they explain the whole thing very, very well. And you can jump over to the systemsmindset.com from the site. So it's best just to go to workthesystem.com. So if you have a business, you want work the system. Uh, if you don't have a business, if you have a job, you're retired, you're a kid in school, whatever, start with this, this, the uh, systems mindset, managing the machinery of your life. It's a slightly less than half as long as work the system. Work the system is definitely geared to businesses. Gotcha. Well, Sam Carpenter, thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate it very much. I love talking about this stuff. I guess today was Sam Carpenter. He's the author of the books, Work the System, as well as The System Mindset. And uh, you can find those books on Amazon.com. Uh, the System Mindset's coming out in March. Uh, he's got a great thing going on here. You can go to workthesystem.com or thesystemsmindset.com, and you can download those books for free. Uh, they're unabridged versions uh, in PDF and all electronic formats, as well as audio formats for free again. So go to workthesystem.com and thesystemsmindset.com. Get those books, give them a read. You won't regret it. You'll get a lot out of it. 
Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It'd help us uh, get the word out about the show. And really appreciate your support. And until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.